This is the Four Man Rush. Hello, Panther fans, and welcome to another podcast of the Four Man Rush. I'm your host, Timmy VO, here with Kev and Larry up in the building. And we're going to talk about some uh, Carolina Panther news, so to say, quote unquote. Um, of course, here on the uh, you know Four Man Rush podcast, we haven't necessarily talked about Teddy and what he had to say about the coaching staff and his experience at Carolina. Uh, so we're, we're going to touch on that and be real with you guys about that. Um, then we're going to talk about the rookie mini camp. Uh, we had, I believe, 80, 80 players show up. Um, great turnout. Uh, so we'll, we'll talk about that. I mean, there's, there's no really big news about the picks that we brought in, but you know, we're going to translate some things for you and um, talk about what Coach Rule had to say about uh, about about camp and things of that nature. Um, so, I mean, you know, <laughs> it's that time of year, y'all. You know, it's, it's it's before camp kicks off. If it's it's before everything starts clicking, um, but the, but at the same time, we have some new blood on our squad. So we're going to talk about that and uh, things that have that have to do with the Carolina Panthers, obviously. Um, and before we get started. If you haven't used that, um, if you haven't used that that Manscaped, I, I, I mean, I really don't know what to tell y'all. I mean, you, you're really missing out. Um, for those who, do, those of you who don't know, Manscaped is a male grooming company. Um, they they specialize in male grooming, um, not only uh, you know for you know like ball deodorant things of that nature. Yes, I said ball deodorant for your testicles. Yes, yes, it's real like that. Um, they also have cologne, right? They have what's called a, 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 a weed whacker, right? And so it's, it's a clip specialized so where it doesn't nick the skin, especially in the sensitive areas um, below the belt, things of that nature, your pubes, so to say. Um, all that good stuff, man. So, you know, if you haven't tried that out yet, we got your back, right? So if you use 4MRSCAPE20 as your code whenever you check out, you'll get 20% off your purchase and free shipping. So you can save a lot of money and save a lot of chafing from your ball area when you're outside doing yard work and running around and chasing kids and all the other shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> Just saying. Just saying. You know how them rugrats be jumping around, boy. Oh, my God. Schools are getting ready to let out, too. But, yeah, you better get your balls straight. <laughs> uh, but, but as 4MR Scape 2-0, for you guys who are guys and gals who are on here um, live with us today, hello, by the way. Um, I'm going to type this in the chat for you guys. It's 4MRScape20. Bam, right there you go. Right? And it's at www.manscaped.com. It's www.manscaped.com. Go check them out. Great people, great product. Um, you will not be disappointed. So, hold on to your hats, folks. The Carolina Panther 4 Man Rush podcast is on the scene by God. Larry, um, what did you feel about? Well, how did you feel about Teddy and what he said? And do you see any truth into what he was saying about about the uh, the coaching staff practice and things of that nature? We're talking about practice. Well, in regards to your previous comment, I do want to give a special shout out to my boy Jamar Taylor. Jamar, he's actually, he's actually used our promo code twice so far, so he's definitely loving the Manscaped products. My man, um, he's always had his way with the ladies, so. <laughs> If you want to follow suit, follow him and make sure you get your purchases on. I know that's and, um, right. In regards to Teddy Bridgewater, first first and foremost, I want to state that I've never seen him as a long-term answer, right. but I accepted him for what he was, a bridge quarterback, someone that was going to fill in while we continued to build this roster. Unfortunately, um, this staff didn't believe that he was capable of fulfilling that job, so we parted ways. Now, in terms of his comments – I have to say I don't have a problem with it because if you watch the games, you watch the film, a lot of what he was saying made sense. Like we were mm-hmm. terrible in the red zone. We were terrible in two-minute drills. You've seen a lot of issues with the coaching staff as far as clock management. So if mm-hmm. you put two and two together, it would seem like, you know what, maybe we didn't practice this enough. Mm-hmm. And he's also giving you a perspective from experience. He had time with the Vikings. He had time with the Saints. He had time with the Jets. So he's seen what it's like to practice two-minute drill and also red zone. And mm-hmm. if you look at our team, we had our biggest struggles in the red zone. I personally blame the offensive line for a lot of that. But right. the fact that we didn't practice it a lot definitely makes sense. So 
I don't think he was taking a jab at anything. He was honestly just giving constructive criticism. Hey, Brady, you want to have a long time in this league? You want to grow and develop? Maybe you should work on practicing red zone and two minutes a little bit more than what you do. I played up to high school football. That was a part of our session damn near three or four times a week. We spent mm-hmm. at least a half hour to an hour on just red zone and two-minute drills. So being the pros, you expect guys to just be able to con- be able to execute in that way without valid practice. He was saying that some guys got limited reps. It just didn't make sense. And to me, his statements versus what we've seen, it all makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I feel you, man. I feel you. Yeah, yeah. And we fans, we see you. You know, we hear what you're saying. Um, but you know, it's there's 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 something to be said about practice. Ask Allen Iverson how many championships does he does he have? I'm just saying, just saying. Anyway, Kevin Avery, how did you feel about Mr. Teddy and uh, what he said, man? I'm 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 with Larry on this one. Better some of that stuff was just really obvious when after he said that shit. I'm like, wow. Yeah, well, for me personally, I I didn't have a problem with it. And let me give a little disclaimer as well. I know here at the four-man rush, we've been um, labeled Teddy Avengers, Teddy Defenders by <laughs> by those on Panthers Twitter and, and on social media because we show support for Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, if you can't show support for whoever's on your favorite team, regardless of your personal, um, you know, support for them not, then what you doing here? You know, I wasn't a fan of Egg Ditson, but when he played for us and he did well, I cheered and I supported him. You know, but anyway, I just thought I'd throw it out there so I can, you know, get mm-hmm. to my point. Um, this whole thing came about with a, a podcast. I can't think of the two former football players that was on. I think it was, um, damn, I can't think of it, but. Yeah, I see oh, the that's FSU, Mr. Bryant, and you got Pat Peterson. Pat, there you that's go. it. That's boom, boom. It. So. Tip, what typical Ryan media style? Oh, oh, go ahead. Yeah. Okay. So, typical media style. They only played that part segment of the interview, and they didn't play the minute and a half that led up before, you know, it got to that part. So, you know how it is. You know, the media, they know we're going to jump bait, you know, take it anyway. But what Teddy Bridgewater was saying prior to that is what really should have been heard by fans. But, of course, that would have took away from the – the um the 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 flame of the story, you know, because they got it like, ooh, Teddy talking shit about you know ruling the Panthers when mm-hmm. he clearly clarified in the um this, the conversation before that. That's about a minute, thirty second clip before the clip that everybody saw, where he was talking about um his affection for um you know Joe Brady, how how it was down there with New Orleans, you know, with him and how. You know, just you know, just kind of giving a little bit of history of the you know the affiliation and and the, um and the opportunity. He told him, you know, he knew when the when the off season started. He told him, you know, I wear big boy pants. I you know I I knew what it was. You know, I'm gonna be all right regardless of whatever y'all decide. You know, but as far as the you know the meeting the meat of the whole matter, what it, what it, what was said, I we we always want to get a player's perspective. You know, as fans, we always speculate what could be, what it might be. Now, we're talking about someone that won the Art Rooney Award for character and person. So, you know, no one's mm-hmm. never had a bad thing to say about Teddy Bridgewater um, mm-hmm. prior to. And now all of a sudden, you know, fans that didn't care for him in the first place, making it seem like, oh, he oh, he hurt. He's snitching. You know, he yeah. you're not a team player. This man didn't say nothing. You know, he, he, he put the truth out there, which we see on film, but we're getting it from a player's perspective. And if you want to, and we want to really start tying some loose ends together, Robbie Anderson <laughs> was been loving every single thing that Teddy Bridgewater has done, and kind of been in quote code showing the support for what he said. So it's kind of like saying something without saying something from Robbie Anderson. Interesting. You know what I'm saying? But you know, fans don't want to hear, they don't, don't want to see that aspect of it. They just, they just want to take another round, you know, shit on Teddy, and it's all good. I wish him well in Denver. You know what I'm yeah. saying? They got it. They put a nice little squad up there. It'll be interesting to see how he do. You know, much love to him. You know, and um, anybody's got a problem with you know us showing support for Teddy's right here, this one's for you. But anyway, <laughs> um, 
but overall, I mean, the issues were clearly obvious, you know, uh, with the with the red zone and, and the two minutes as previously stated. Um, like like uh, Smooth said, issues with the offensive line. It was issues everywhere. It wasn't just on Teddy. And I'm reading the comments in the section here. Oh, he was an experienced quarterback. It was all on him. Yep, he fucked up. Offensive line fucked up. Wide receivers fucked up. Uh, Joe Brady got cute at times. You know, it's, 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 it's a whole plot, you know, but I know it's popular to jump on one guy to do the finger pointing because that alleviates accountability for the players that you do like. But, you know, around here, we call a spade a spade. And you know what I'm saying? And that's, you know, that's a full house. That's all spades we saw. So <laughs> at the end of the day, um, it need, if, if calling it out is going to bring attention for this to get resolved and we see much improved numbers in the red zone and in the two-minute drill, all y'all owe Teddy Bridgewater an apology. Facts. Hey, Kev, why do you think Joe Brady was getting cute, though? <laughs> you know why you're getting cute, because you can't get gangster and pound the football. <laughs> right. He proved that. He proved that. We, we, we had the remedy. What was it? The, the Vikings game, I think it was. We ran the ball consistently. All like, Ten long. plays in a row. All the way down long. the field and scored a touchdown. And here we go. 13 personnel. Throw the ball. Bubble screens. Man, stop, Joe. Come on, bruh. Before we move on from Teddy, I just want to add one point that, because I know if Will was here, he probably would have brought it up. But you hear coaches, owners, GMs consistently throw players under the bus, and most of the time the players don't say nothing back. So mm-hmm. why is it such a problem now that a player actually speaks up? You don't, slam, you don't slam Tepper. Tepper when he threw Teddy under the bus. You don't slam Rude. When he promised you that Cam was coming back and you see him gone, nobody mm. slams those guys. So what's wrong with a player standing up and speaking for himself? That's my issue with it. I don't care if it was Teddy, Luke, Keekly, whatever. These players make money. They deserve a chance to speak up if they want to. Like, I'm not going to feel no type of way about it. Teddy gone. I feel you. I mean, it's just business, fam. It's, it's just business. But, I don't, I, yeah, I'm, I don't understand why, Ted, why people get pissed off at Teddy for being honest. If you if you know if you know the game of football and you and you saw how fucking you know you know hot potato th- shit was with the timeouts and the, and and you know getting personnel on on the field you know on time and running the play on time and it it was it was it was hectic it was now granted it was it was Coach Rule's first year I get that but just as Teddy is an experienced quarterback Coach Rule's an experienced coach stop playing games folks let me ask you this Tim. How do you think Teddy felt when Matt threw him under the bus saying that we don't practice with reaching the ball out to score unless it's a certain situation? He kept quiet about that. How much more professional you want him to be? I, mean, <laughs> he's no, I think that's the most professional you could be. I'm with this organization. I'm not going to cause conflict. Now that I moved on, I can voice my opinion. That's stand up to me. That's real. That's real. He was professional when he was here. And he's a grown ass man after he left. Okay, <laughs> I mean, that's what it is, so, guys. So let me throw this at y'all because I, I, I think I kind of figured this out a little bit. You know, with the Panther fans that feel some kind of way about it, mm-hmm. are you mad at the message or are you mad at the messenger? Ooh, because let's say let's say this was Smitty that got an inside scoop from an anonymous Panthers player saying this or whatever, and he and you know he broke out and said the same thing. You gonna feel this? Uh, so, uh, would 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 Smith would have gotten the same type of bitter, anger response? Of course not. Why? Because you like him. Mm-hmm. You know. You know. There's there's not everybody, but a, a large majority of Panther fans, you know, love Steve Smith. You know what I'm saying? Oh, for sure. Or whatever. Or better yet, what if Jake DeLone would have broke this story? Hell, what if Julius? How can you want better? What if it was Julius Peppers? You know, because, you know, he was doing a little film breakdown right after he uh, retired from us, you know, and doing some things. What what, what if he was the one that broke the story? Mm-hmm. My whole point is, I think fans were more bitter at the messenger than the message, and they're missing the whole point. You know, and they're looking at it as Teddy trying to make excuses as why he's up out of here. And to a degree, I can see why that angle may be taken. But at the end of the day, the numbers support exactly what he said so do y'all want y'all feelings caught up 
or do y'all want the truth be told so this can be addressed and fixed? You know what I'm saying? I'm not, you know, I'm not, um, I'm not, you know what I'm saying, Karen, who said, what's the root of the problem? You know, mm. are we going to fix the problem or are we going to worry about who's telling us what the problem is? That's my mm. whole point. It was one comment from the fans that I did kind of agree with. You being a veteran quarterback, regardless of the situation you're in, if you feel like your team as a leader, you haven't practiced something enough, honestly, why not say, hey, coach, can we work on this a little bit more? That's like initially what I was thinking in my head, but the reason I didn't take it there is because they don't play for us no more. If he was an existing player, that would be a problem. I would be questioning leadership. But typically, that's what I would do. I know Cam used to do that with uh mm-hmm. with Shula. Like, listen, let's work on this. I'm having trouble getting this done. Let's work mm-hmm. on this a little bit more. As the leader of the team, I think you should be able to step up and address those concerns. That's the only opposite perspective I could give on that. Yeah, and I want to speak on behalf of Will because Will brought up a great point in the four-man rush chat. He was saying that same, you know, that uh that Minnesota game, it was a part right before that two-minute warning where – Joe Brady wanted Teddy to run a play, and Matt Rue wanted to call a timeout. And we yeah. botched that third down. Yeah. You know, I mean, this this is something that's supposed to be scripted. Everybody's supposed to be on the same page. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I know a lot of fans want to bring that game up. Oh, Chin scored two touchdowns, you know, and the offense struggled. We should have won, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, when you got stuff like that, when it's money time, you know, that, you know, what you, what you going to do? You know what I'm saying? So I, something is off, and if it takes this for it to get fixed, this is gonna be a non-story later on. So be it. So be it. Like, like like my man right here said, fix it, fix it. Teddy's not here, you know, and 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 you know, rules on his second year. Hopefully, hopefully he'll have a a full OTA session so they can get things under wraps. Fucking fix it. We got a lot of talent, y'all. A lot of young talent on both sides of the ball, outside of the left tackle position. But we're not going to get into all that anyway. I'm going into all that. Oh no, we're going to get into that. <laughs> yeah, we had OTAs and rookie minicamp. We definitely yeah. get into that. We're going to get into all that. that. We're going to get into that. But we got we got a lot of talent on this team, folks. We we all know that. So Teddy's gone. We got Sammy. Coaching staff is still here. There's no fucking excuses. Real, I mean, like seriously, there's there no excuse. If and and everything we see that goes on with Coach Rule, from his stint in Temple, for his stint in, in Baylor, the second year there's improvements. Each year there's incremental improvements. If we don't see that, are we still gonna be blaming Teddy? I, I, that's all I'm saying. Anyway, but I, I have high expectations, but I'm not stupid. I, I'm just saying there's there's a lot of things that need to improve. And, and hopefully OTAs and rookie minicamp will prove that for us. I'm just saying. I'm going to just be a fan, Tim. Because I know that we didn't address properly mm-hmm. one of our biggest concerns, I'm holding it all on rule and federal. Y'all know what y'all needed to do. And we What's got up? too much talent on this team not to try to compete. It's not a, this is not supposed to be another 5 and – what is it, 5 and 13 now? We got an extra game or 5 and 12. We're not supposed to do that. We're supposed to be somewhere around 500 and moving up going forward. If we're not, hot seat time. It's your fault, bro. Word. That's simple. Way. That's how I feel about rule at this point. Word. It's not college where you get three and four years to, to, to build a program. This is not about program building. This is about retooling and being competitive 24-7 because you got to put fans in this. Exactly. So let's exactly. see what's going to happen this year. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Corey, I, I, I couldn't completely understand what you're saying, bro. I, I, I do. I do. Um, his timing of complaint, as as uh, Larry pointed to, and as as actually all of us pointed to, was actually professional on his behalf. Not all not all leaders are vocal leaders, right? Some leaders, you know, they 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 exemplify leadership by what they do and how they how they handle themselves and how they talk to people in charge and things of that nature. Teddy Teddy is not that he's not that vocal leader like Cam, right? He's he's not he don't ha- he doesn't have the the backing like Tom Brady. He's not just going to be vocal in your face. That's not what he does, right? But what he's obviously good at is throwing the football. Look at his numbers. I'm I'm not I'm not saying he's he's better than, you know, you know, 
10, 12 quarter, other quarterbacks in the league. I'm not saying that, but he's better than Sam Darnold going by the numbers. I, I, that's all That's all I'm saying, bro. You know, Teddy is Teddy. By the end of the day, the kid can throw yeah, it. That's how, that's how I take it a year, Tim. That, 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 he, he can throw the football. I don't care what y'all say. Look at the Technically, numbers. Stats-wise, she's better than Darnold. I'm, I'm just saying. Yo. Yo, and um, and smooth. Check this out. You know they always got to throw up those quote <laughs> eight four quarter game time combat. So I guess it was Teddy Bridgewater fought. We ran fourth and one with armor <sighs> by Schofield. <laughs> oh, of course. And Okun got folded by Cleveland. You know they want to like. Oh my God, man! <laughs> and we still didn't address the O line. We still didn't well, we address did, the O line. We did. Like, I have a lot of confidence in Brown, and I definitely like David man. Moore. But the fact of the matter is, in the fourth quarter. Your offensive line, well, the trenches in general, defensive line, mm-hmm. offensive line, mm-hmm. those are the most tired guys on the field. So you got to dig deep and find some toughness. Right. I know Taylor Moten is a great football player, but we don't have no identity in the offensive line. We right. don't have no nasty yet until we see what Brown and them can do. But it all comes like I'm not just going to blame Teddy. The offensive line was trash in the fourth quarter consistently for 16 weeks. Facts. It's that simple. Facts. And that led to why, why we was one of the lowest scoring second half teams, too. You know what oh, I'm saying? If we didn't catch fire earlier, you know what I'm saying? It's, it was a problem. It was a problem. So, you know, but we'll get into this offensive line and and, and depth both further because, you know, that's that's me and Smooth all day. We can do a whole hour just on trenches. Facts. <laughs> hey, matter of fact, let's man. go ahead and tra- let's go, let's go ahead and uh, transfer on over to the uh to rookie minicamp, man. Um what 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 came out of what came out of uh uh, Charlotte, bro. Yeah, which one? You want to start off on that, Larry? You know anything? Uh, what's good about it? What, what are we talking about? Rookie minicamp? We talking yeah. about OTAs? Oh, rookie minicamp. Uh, OTAs haven't kicked off yet. I don't think. Um, they said that Mr. Trimble has proved that he's more than a blocker so far. He's shown pass catching ability. I'm still not sold on that pick. I think if I have a concern about rookie minicamp, it's that. Our second-round pick went to Terrence Marshall, a very talented guy. But he has quite the injury history, and it's evident right now. So in OTAs, he's pretty much been on light duty. That's like that Julio Jones in Atlanta treatment. Like, he ain't he ain't been full go, and we don't even have pads on yet. So to invest a pick that high, second round, that's a pretty big risk if you ask me. I mean, he did a scope on his knee. Uh, he did something to his foot last season or two seasons ago. Mm. I think Matt Rue asked him a question like, how long do you want to play in this league? And he said eight to ten years. So they've been having him on light duty. But that's our second-round pick. The only reason I'm a little bit bitter about that is because at that same pick, we could have got a Jackson Carmen or something like that. Yeah. That's neither here nor there. That's neither Boom. here nor there. But Boom. that's my only concern as far as, far as what I've heard. It's been a typical rookie minicamp. You know, they always rave about our top pick. They saying that, you know, J.C. Horn looks the part. He's spectacular. He's a dog. You, been, you, you don't hear nothing bad. Like, you never hear anything bad about rookie minicamp. No. So how much can we talk about? Injuries is about it. Yeah. Helmets and shorts, man. I mean, you can't get you can't get so much out of that. This is basically like, hey, here's our playbook. Here's what our philosophies are on both sides of the ball. Can you retain this information? That's pretty much what it comes down because you, you barely have enough players to, you know, field, you know, a whole, you know, offense versus defense type of thing. You know, this is just more so, you know, introduce them to the language. But smooth to follow back up with you, I got the uh, injury history here of Mr. Terrence Marshall Jr. Um, in that 2019 <laughs> <laughs> championship seat for LSU, he broke his foot. And this past January, uh, so five months ago, he had that out. Arthroscopic knee procedure. So you're talking about a wide wow. receiver that that's uh, coming off a broken foot, which I can't we can't say is um, you know an end all, um, you know. But it's just you know it's right enough to be legit concern. And he had a knee proce- uh, a scope on his knee back in January, so you know this might be one of them. Hey, we'll we'll catch him at Camp Walford. Um, you know, hopefully while they out there in, sh- in shorts and helmets. Like I say, he's just getting familiar with the playbook, but. Uh, you know, if he's not able to get some of this offseason, you know, chemistry time that the uh, that the quarterbacks and the players get together and do before going to camp, that may be a reason to show some concern because once you get to camp, you don't have so many reps, so many practices, and then, you know, we're already down um, one preseason game. So, 
Uh, it'll be curious to see when Terrence Marshall is actually f- a full participant in um, in drills because I know that we have a, a, a mandatory mini camp um, in the middle of June. So it'll be interesting to see what he does um, between now and the next uh, 30 days. Hmm. Hmm. Hey, either one of you guys want to touch on that? That comment. Oh, to Marvin Wilson? Yeah. Um, I don't really have an answer for you, but I probably agree with your frustration. I think he should have definitely been drafted. As far as our defensive tackle board went four-man rush style, he was one of the highest guys on our board, if not the highest. Mm. So I don't really know. I haven't read up on it, but that is something. That's a good question. I'm probably going to look into that. Mm. Mm. I know. I know. Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, it's campus camp, folks. I mean, we don't – I mean, there's really not much to take out of there. It was, it was basically a, a, a J.C. Horn photo op. <laughs> That's basically what it was, man. Yeah, they're trying, they trying to make us comfortable about this Tommy Trimble pick. Like, oh, he showed he can catch the ball now. Dude had more drops and touchdowns in college. I don't want to hear none of that. Hey, so I got dude. a quick update here. Um, he went undrafted, <laughs> but Marvin Wilson, he's with the uh, Browns. Ooh, man! So yeah, they I'm... got him as an undrafted. They got him as an undrafted free agent. I just typed in his name, and that's the first thing that uh popped Bruh, up. How deep is the Browns' defense going to be? Jesus Christ! Anyway, well, that's good for him, man. He he, he deserves it. I guess another fun fact relevant to rookie minicamp. I guess six out of our eleven draft picks are signed. Mm-hmm. So we still got another six guys to get signed. I just hope we don't go through no drama with that, with those in, with that, those early round picks. But hey, we got a long way to go. Mm. Indeed, man. I hope we get everybody in there on time so we can have some continuity. Continuity. That's that's going to be the 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 word going into the season. Continuity. Yeah, Lord of mercy, that offensive line. All right, that that that. I'm just scared to death of that shit, bro. I'm. And somebody mentioned, I think it was maybe Corey was mentioning how this is no Ian. This might be the best old line since the since the gross era, which is still not saying much. <laughs> it's a lot of truth to that. <laughs> well, if I can um, hang my hat on something, I'm hoping we have a, a offensive line um, that is uh, laced with the HBCU going on. You know, starting mm-hmm. off with uh, you know, I know a lot of people on you know on this Brady Christian, but, um, you know, I got Trent Scottman week one start at left tackle, uh, for the Panthers. Mm. Um, this man's hungry. Um, he's on a one year deal. Um, you know, from his reps. Yeah. There's definitely some things he needs to clean up, but, uh, you know, just the man to earn his starting spot last year, um, took it from Greg little. Now you can make mm. an argument with how much taken would it take the way he played. You could have a valid point there, but either way, you know, uh, undrafted rookie, uh, undrafted free agent came in and took the starting spot from someone that, that was traded up for in the second round. So mm. you can make them make out of that what you want. But for me, the week one starters I got, I got uh, Trenton Scott at a uh, left tackle. Um, I'm going to put Deontay Brown at left guard, Matt mm-hmm. Paradis at center. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go ahead and put um, David Moore, um, Trent Scott's um, teammate um, mm-hmm. from Gremlin at right guard, the undrafted free agent. And um, I think Moten's going to sign a long-term deal, and and by July fifteenth, he's going to be our right tackle. And I think that that particular starting five right there, I think that'll give our best blend of talent, athleticism, and and nastiness. Um, and uh, you know that's what I'm going with as far as my personal uh, projections for the uh, uh, for the offensive line myself. Hmm. Mm. Go ahead, Smooth. I think I'm going to mix it up a little bit, even though I think that's probably the best the best scenario. Mm-hmm. If I can challenge anything that you're saying as far as that starting offensive line, I think I'm going to probably go with – I got to throw Dennis Daly in there somewhere because when healthy, he's been pretty consistent. I think they probably want to bring those young guys along, so I'm not going to say he's going to start in place of Brown or more, but I think Dennis Daly's going to be somewhere in that starting lineup, hmm. just off his NFL experience and his consistency. Hmm. Good point. Good point. 
the battles. Let the battles begin. Indeed. Hey, y'all dismissed these last time on um, Greg Little's my favorite player. Go ahead and dismiss them. <laughs> Man, go ahead with that nonsense, bro. Hey, I think it was Eden that said this is probably the best O-line since the gross era. Yeah. I'm not going to agree with that because I think that 2015 O-line was phenomenal. Um, You had a guy make second team all pro that ain't been shit since. Y'all know who I'm talking about. You got Norwell? Darrell Williams, so. Oh, big day. You know that that offensive line was pretty solid. Nope, was he was a rookie. He was a rookie then. He was a rookie, but he he yeah. filled in. He was a swing tackle. I think yep. he started starting the year after that. But mm-hmm. just that era, those couple of years when we got to have Norwell and them, mm. I think that's been the best. But if we get to go to camp this year, Kevin, we got a lot to be excited about because it's competition. Yeah, man. Hey, man, man, you're going to be burning 85 up because, uh, you know, I'm coming down to Atlanta for other sporting events. We'll, you know, discuss that in the chat. But, uh, hey, hey, hey. Hey. <laughs> hey, yo, I got you. I know where to go. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, man, but anyway, we're going to leave it there. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, man, I mean, you know, and, uh, you know, and, and I'm just looking forward to this opportunity um, that we get, hopefully, you know, we get those press credentials that we just applied for. Um, to really get some access, stay tuned uh, for but that. If not, I still got my plug that still let me um, let me um, get close like I've been getting the last few years as well. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm gonna be there as much as possible. You know, it's gonna be back in Walford. Uh, mm. So um, I'm excited, man. I'm looking forward to it. And uh, yeah, we definitely gotta we definitely gotta be on these trenches. I don't know how often you can come up, you know, with your job and everything that you got going on, but uh, I'm definitely gonna hold it down, you know, as much as I can, like I've been doing. That's how we roll, man. That's how we roll. We're gonna be we're gonna be the best thing out there, folks. I'm telling you. Real talk. This this is where it's at, and we're glad you're here with us, man. Um, I I, I noticed people talking about um, you know, record predictions. Yeah, well, do you guys want to touch on that? Yeah, mine is short and sweet. If Matt Rue don't get me eight, he on the hot seat. So I'm gonna hey, say hey. Anything, over, anything over eight. I'm just I'm kind of bitter with this guy right now. So, word. Give me anything over eight, I'll take word. it. Word, word, Kevin. You know, y'all, y'all, y'all know I'm usually the really optimistic one of the group. <laughs> I try to keep it realistic as possible. Um, had these trenches been addressed, I'd have been looking at a like 10, 11 win season. I'm I'm not even going front because. You know, I'm looking at a pissed off, motivated McCaffrey coming back. Boy, um, <laughs> boy. You know, and, and if he would have had the type of line that we could have um, put out there for him, I, you know. But I mean, you know, hey, we we gonna see, we gonna see. That's the fun part of being a fan. Speculation. Uh, we'll see how it play out. Me, I'm I'm with you, smooth. From five wins to first year, yeah, I gotta have a minimum of eight. I want a winning record, damn it. I want nine and eight. I want to say minimum best case I'm going to do this year is 10 and seven. Mm. So anywhere between mm. eight to 10 wins, 10 is best case eight, anything less than eight is, um, is uh, yeah, that seat got to warm up a little bit for rule. If we don't get at least eight wins this year, cause mm. full training camp, full off season, full OTAs, mm-hmm. um, you had a gym that, you know, allowed us to draft who we drafted. Right. So you, and even though you got the, it's in your contract that you had the final say on personnel, so you got to own it. You know what I'm saying? Now, mind you, I'm not going to be one of the fans. The first mistake that these rookies make, you know, I'm going to be, oh, see, I told you he wasn't no good. I'm, nah, nah, because what, last year we was giving players, what, the first four games because we had no preseason before they finally. And I said, so I'm going to do the same thing this year, you know, because we got two games at home first, uh, the Jets and the Saints, and then we got two games on the road Thursday night at Houston. And at mm-hmm. Dallas, so after them first four games, that's what that's why I'm gonna know enough about this team and the players on it to to know how the rest of the season shape out because those last five games are just nasty. Mm. I don't know if y'all seen that schedule, but our, uh, <clears throat> yeah, schedule's brutal, bro. <laughs> mm. It's it's brutal. It's brutal. So yeah, we need um, to get these dubs early. I, I'm gonna tell you like this, yo. If we if we can stay if we can stay healthy. I mean, and that goes for anybody. But for for us, if we could stay healthy, 
that means that McCaffrey staying healthy. And that means uh, the the interior of our, our offensive line, our two guards and our center, can stay healthy, and we can run the football. We'll we'll, we'll have a damn good chance of going eight or nine. We'll, we'll have a damn good chance because that that defense is it's going to be stingy. It's it's, it's going to be stingy. We're going to hurt people. <laughs> <laughs> they run a rock this year. I ain't, I'm not. I'm not too worried about the middle linebacker position this year. We, you know, we're, we're gonna stuff the run. We're gonna stuff the run this year, man. And so if if we if we can get McCaffrey going, and Sam Darnold's not doing stupid shit like he did in, in New York, we'll 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 pull off eight eight or nine wins, man. Be honest with you, the Saints don't have Drew Brees. Okay, um, Atlanta Atlanta's beatable. They they're they're beatable. And we we can make a run at the division, uh, so I mean it's we'll see, man. But it, like like Smooth said, man, it's 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 gonna be all on uh, it's gonna be all on rule. We're, we're gonna, you know we're gonna what, learn Tim, a lot about raise, him. I want to raise the bar just a tad bit more. I'm gonna really put rule on the hot seat if he don't get me nine. The reason why I said that That's is fair. because we won we won five last year, right? Right, right. But eight of our losses were within one score. Yeah. So with OTAs, mini camp, <laughs> training camp, no excuses, you got to cut that in half for me. Yeah. I got you. Got to get me another four wins. So you got to cut mm-hmm. that in half. So yeah. I'm gonna set the bar at nine. It is. If you don't get me nine, then you're on the hot seat. Right so up. So optimistically thinking we're gonna have to get ten or eleven wins. Right up. With the talent that we have. Right up, bro. We got some receivers, bro. <laughs> And we got a very young roster. Don't we have the youngest roster in the league? We got the third yep. youngest roster in the league, very I think, at like 24 years old. Yeah, not mm-hmm. even 25 yet. Yeah. So, mm. so um, so yeah, the main thing off. is, the main thing is, like I said, learning how to win because, uh, you know, a lot of people ain't talked about it since we got them because they didn't really know them prior to us drafting. But um, I think with, even with McCaffrey coming, I think the biggest X factor is going to be um, um, Dan Arnold at tight end. You know, the more I go back and watch some of his film, man, I'm like, you know, we we tried out 11 personnel. Okay, DJ Moore, mm-hmm. Robbie Anderson, you know, depending on how, you know, Terrence Marshall is. We got McCaffrey in the backfield. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you got this, you got this, you got this man right here that's, that, that thrives on getting open. You know what I'm saying? So, um, right. You know, like I said, if we, if we uh, as long as we can get uh, get the get at least more than two point three seconds of clean pocket time <laughs> this year, you know, we can get him Sam anywhere you know close to three seconds uh, at least, you know, to scout a field. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we gonna we we gonna be that team that team. Ah, oh, shit! Here these motherfuckers come. You know, I want to be <laughs> I want to be that team. Yeah, yeah, we got some L's in our record, but man, we know we're gonna be in for a fight. Yeah. You know, in these, because like I say, them, um, because we got to learn how to win, because them last five games ain't going to show us no love. And, I, and I'm bringing this up, so just to let y'all know, I'm talking about uh, what we got. Atlanta at home, at mm-hmm. Buffalo. Mm. Tampa at home, at mm. New Orleans, at Tampa. Mm. Mm. And if you want to say six, you know, before we home against Atlanta on the 12th, before we take our, um, our um, bye week, which is the first week of December, the mm-hmm. Sunday after Thanksgiving, we at Miami. That's not going to be a gimme game either. It's not. That's a ten win team that 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 that's that's done got better. So yeah, yeah. So after Thanksgiving, it's <laughs> you know if we ain't learned how to win, that won't be the time to learn. Then I'm trying nah, to tell man. you, nah. And, and nah. Buffalo in mid December, bruh. <laughs> it's gonna be cold, and they're gonna be at home. Man. Playoff team at that, folks. I, I, mm. With mm. something to prove. Uh-huh. Hey, uh, which one of you guys want to uh, tackle this one right here? How many games will it take for you guys to know if Sam Darnold is it or not? I'm not going to put a number on that, but I do expect him to have a very productive season. Number one is because you get to start off against your old team. You practice with them. You Facts. know what that you know what that formula that well, it's a new coach. I'll give him that. But you're still facing your old division, so you know most of your opponents. I expect you to be very comfortable in that role. Um, he has a he has a weapon. He has Robbie Anderson. If y'all look at the highlights, they had great rapport together. 
So I don't think this should be as rough as a transition as some may think. I actually think I, I predict them to hit the ground rolling. Mm-hmm. To be honest with you, because early on, schedule's not that heavy. You got the Saints, but you got wonderful football games with Philly and, and Dallas. So right. I expect right. Sam Darnold to start off hot. To be honest with you. Word. Kevin. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, just pulling up the schedule here. Like I say, um, you know. Jets at home, Saints at home. I mean, I can't think of the last time we had started off with two home games. Wait a minute. No, I think it was just uh, 2019 because, yeah, we had the uh, uh, home game. Then we had the Thursday night game. That's the game where Cam uh, had his plantar fasciitis mm. or whatever. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, um, you know, a young team, you know, get them comfortable. You know, if you can if you can leave Bank of America 2-0, you got some momentum going in with a winnable Thursday night game at Houston. Um, yep. you know, so, you know, the potential to get off to a good start is there. And then, you know, get the little mini bye week. And then we're right back in Texas week four at Dallas. And, uh, you know, that Prescott, depending on, you know, what goes, you know, you never know which Dallas team you're going to get, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, you know, very true. you know, the first, you know, the first four games, if we can come out at a minimum of three and one. I, I like our chances to really potentially, um, you know, to build some miss some momentum and think that we uh that we getting this thing worked off on the right track, um, because it's 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 just there it's just there because I mean the Saints at quarterback I mean yeah they still got a good team but I'm not seeing nobody you know now that Breeze is going I'm not seeing no, nobody on their quarterback roster that's gonna that's like legit scaring me right now to think no. that. Because when when we've lost to the Saints, it's primarily been because of what Breeze has done. Yep. You know, I think our defense is much more better equipped to handle the Michael Thomases and the Alvin Kamaras now. Mm-hmm. You know, we've shown the last couple of, even though even though they won that we have been able to put you know you know Kamara in check to a degree and things like that. So, uh, you know, without the old man out there, I you know, hey, I like our chances. You know, against the Saints at home early. So I yeah, agree. the potential to go, you know, like I said, at least three and one the first four games, I think is very, very legit. And um, you know, we'll go from there. Hmm. I believe in Sam Darnold. Um I, I again, you know, I'm I'm coming at it from a from a psychological point of view, man. We we're, we're creatures of habits. And he's he's developed bad habits over a couple of years. So it, it's it, that that first game is gonna be critical. That's going to tell us a lot because he's been practicing for that moment, and if he executes like he's supposed to that first game, that, that that'll make me feel better because you know he's he's going to have Christian to to rely on. But to, to be honest with you, folks, that left tackle ta- that left tackle is going to tell me everything I need to know. That's going to tell me a lot because <laughs> that kid ain't got time to throw the ball. He's going he's going to make mistakes. He's gonna force the ball. I mean, that's just what he does. But you give you give him time, man. He can he can he can you know he can he can pull the top off of the the the, the defense on the back end. So man, you know that that left tackle is gonna tell me a lot, and Chris McCaffrey's gonna tell me a lot. Yeah. Hey, smooth. We got a comment over here. I wanted you to address it real quick. Um, what do you think about that Derrick Brown, Daquan Jones combo at a uh, defensive tackle? Oh yeah. Depending on what front we run, I don't really know the details yet if we're going to be mostly 40 or 30, but mm. I think that's a good combination because their skill sets complement each other. True, um, I have a friend that's a Titans fan, Die Hard. He was really, really upset about losing Daquan Jones. Um, he talks to me about it every day. Like, he's really, really upset that they didn't resign that man. So I think we got an outstanding football player with that pickup, and we got him at a good price. I like the overall depth at DT right now. I know guys wanted to draft the guy, but when you have Fox at equation with that pass rushing ability, you still got to remember about uh, Big Roy. I mean, just that rotation alone, it can be pretty productive. I ain't going to name no names, but we got a gentleman, part of our family, that said <laughs> resigning Kawan Short would make this room better. So I went back and watched a little bit of football. And- uh <laughs> to be honest, I don't see that. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't see how he makes his team better. I'm not trying to say he's washed, but if you got to go back and look at tape, he gave you nothing to show that he makes this room better right now. Nah, bro. Um, I saw Derrick Brown getting good push off the rip, and I seen 99 getting driven back a lot of plays when he was on the field. So, 
I just, I just got to have confidence in the rotation that we got now. And to answer the question, I'm a big fan of Mr. Jones. I hope he does everything well for us. Right on. Yeah, and that rookie we got, that that uh, Davion Nixon, I think he's going to be, I think he's going to be a surprise for a lot of people. Um, mm-hmm. Like, like um, Smooth, I don't know if you got a chance to watch. I think I got maybe watch a couple of his games. You know, man, you constantly talk about in trenches. Leverage is one of the biggest factors on both sides. It's like he, his, you never see his numbers. You know, you always see the back of his jersey. Like when he's firing off and getting penetration, his 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 back and is like perpendicular, bro. Like it's mm. just he's he's getting underneath. Like he's like he he was a tackle for loss machine. I think he had like 11, 12 tackle for losses last year. And seeing his plays, man, I mean, and this was like beating double teams. It wasn't just single blocks. So, you know, and um, I know I was reading through the minicamp that they had to kind of, uh, Matt Rule said they had to um, adjust his stance a little bit, his defensive um, stance a little bit to fit what they're going to do. And answer mm-hmm. your question, uh, we're going to be hybrid front. Um, we're going to do both 30 and 40 front. It said just depend on, you know, the personnel and the matchups, what we see. So we're not going to be yeah. primarily 4-3 or primarily 3-4. Uh, we're gonna have a mix. So, um, I, with the assortment of defensive linemen and their position flexibility, I, I think we fit best for that. You know, what, whatever the team weakness is, that's the front we're gonna run to get at them. So, I guess my concern is the reason why like, I know we're gonna be hybrid, but the reason why I say that is because out of that rotation, you mentioned a rookie. We also got another rookie. You mentioned Fox. You mentioned you mentioned uh, DB. Do we have a true nose for thirty front? That's just one of my that's one of my concerns. That's why I asked that. Yeah, that's a good and question. Then, I mean Bravion. Yeah, Bravion. That's about that's it. That's what he played. So, that's that's what he primarily did at Baylor was he was either that zero technique or that shaded one technique. Like he was most of his snaps was right all up in the center's grill. So that's um, you about know, he it. Got, so yeah. <laughs> what you with that being said, that's that's leading to my next dance. My thing is going, how are these guys gonna fit? At them end, at the, them end techniques, them four right. and five. So that's really my concern. But overall, that I think it's a good. It's, we got a good. We got a good outtake. We got a good. We got a good little look as far as the interior goes. Mm-hmm. I just want to know what they're going to do with gross models. <laughs> if you decide you're going thirties all day, like mm. what you want to do with gross models? So that's mm. my concern. Hey, stand them up outside linebacker. <laughs> let them be- let them rotate with Riddick. You know? oh, we've been working on his footwork. If that's the case, he said. How did that? Did Okay. My bad. How y'all feel? I mean, I I want Cam to light us up. Like, if we, <laughs> when do we play New England? <laughs> November. I just 7th. want him to make. I just want to oh, make. Okay. I just want him to make. I want him to make rule look stupid. I hope we beat them, but I want Cam to have a good day. I just want to see Cam play a little bit longer. I think if he's going to go out, at least go out with a bang. I don't want to see him struggling the way he's been doing the last couple of years. Right. I want to see him put together a good season. That's about it. I, I think I think him and uh, Big Brown are going to become good friends. <laughs> Campbell, like, God damn, you a big motherfucker. <laughs> he's going to blow up that middle, bro. Cam going to be dancing. He's going to be dancing all day. Shit, is, is Cam going to even be starting by the time we – by the time we play New England, <laughs> I'm just saying, bro. That that is that is a very legit question. I I, I don't think so. Um, unless he just balls out, bro. I mean, I I don't, you know how the league is, bro. You know how the league is. Bless his heart. made a face when I asked that question. What's on your mind, bro? Yeah, speak on oh, it, man. man. I, I, I was just thinking, um, you know, Twitter is reckless. You know, they posted a picture of Cam Topless flexing and Matt Jones and talking about who would you want to start. <laughs> That's what came to my mind. <laughs> That's why yeah. I made that look. That's why I made that look, book. You know, Cam, you know, all flex and everything popping out, you know, Matt yeah. Jones looking like, you know, he – um. You know, he just dropped his car off to get brand new tires. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so. uh, he just went to the 7-Eleven in some damn slippers. <laughs> man. Oh, my God. Um, man, go, best of luck to Cam, man. But um, We're going to bust that ass. Fuck gonna, that. Bro, he's going to be mad. 
He gonna be mad. He gonna be bruising, battered. Cause the way Pyramid be hitting Cam, you don't want no missions, bro. <laughs> hey, Cam, if Cam beat us, if he get the start and he actually beat us, I'm gonna buy him a cigar at Fellowship. Cigar on me, Cam. Do it. Do it. Do it. Give him a nice Maduro. Do it. Respect. I got a lot of respect for that man, bro. I I, I do it. It it is very is very hard for somebody to be themselves when they got a camera in their face twenty four seven. And he he has always been himself. Man, I, I I respect that man for that man. That's that's some more entrepreneurial shit right there. And Tim, I know you got a busy schedule, man, but we got to catch you on a weekend off, man, and make that trip to Atlanta to fellowship with us, man. You gotta, you gotta come know, down man. with us, man. Let me know. I'm flying. <laughs> I ain't driving. Atmosphere. Oh, hey, whatever, hey, whatever works. We'll pick you up at Hartford. I'm flying, nigga. I'm getting too old to be driving, damn it. Yo, the food is lit for what it is. Oh, yes, I sir. I can imagine. I can imagine. And he I got can... everything that you want to drink that goes well with a cigar. I give him a lot of credit for that establishment. It's been successful. He bringing in good numbers. What people don't know is he actually owned that whole block, not sure. just the cigar lounge, but that's how you do shout it. Shout out to Cam, man. Word up. Word up. Man. Uh Cam Newton back in back in the old B of A. It's gonna be a good thing, man. And I know I know the kids are gonna love it. They love some Cam Newton. Well, uh, Anything else you guys want to touch on, man? I know much. There's, there's not much going around, but you know, not much. I mean, I have some notes. Let me just double check my notes real quick. And I think we covered everything, though. To be honest. Yeah. Yeah, we uh, we we talked we talked about the good stuff, and and of course, you know, folks live on Twitter and Facebook, man. We really, really, really appreciate you guys coming in and uh, engaging with us. Um, you know, <laughs> it, it's it's gonna be an interesting season, and it's it's gonna it's gonna be interesting to see what Joe Brady does with this with this offense because we I don't think we've ever had this many weapons. It's it's just wow. I'll send our fans off for something to ponder till we talk next time. If you drafted Brady Christensen to be your left tackle. Why you got him getting reps everywhere? That tells me you don't really know where you want to put him at. You just see an athlete. <laughs> like with yeah. Matt Rule, with Matt Rules, where his thing is, oh, let's get the best athlete. I think they just see an athlete. They just try to figure out. So that, that just tells me there's no plan. They're trying to figure out where they want to put him at. But I don't see him as a true left tackle, just like nah. I said. They even have him taking reps at center at Ricky Kent. That's all I, that's just something to ponder. So next time we talk. Panther Nation, I want y'all to address that with me personally. They got That's your boy point. Brady all over the place. They don't know where they want to put him at yet. That's a good point because they they, they were talking more highly of him at, at the guard position than the tackle position. And Corey, honestly, afraid to see his draw to me. Uh, somebody picked up the Bears' old left tackle. That's my That was my only interest, you know, to mm-hmm. try to fill a need. Washington did. Yeah, Washington, Washington signed him, so – at this point, I'm ready. I'm ready to just go into the season with what we got. It's already some nice competition. I don't really see nothing in trade to see. I want. Mm. Yeah, and Tim, just I know if you peeped it as well. We had a couple of signings that uh I think will be significant that a lot of fans you know don't get a love. Yeah. Uh, we brought back today uh, linebacker, backup linebacker Julian Stanford. Um, he was our special. He was our leading tackle on special teams last year. Uh, played in all 16 games. He's 30 year old from Stanford. Um, so we uh, re- we released one of the kickers. So right now, Joey Sly for the moment is the only kick on the roster. So uh, mm-hmm. you know they're tinkering with the roster as we speak. But uh, personally, I like this. Uh, he definitely someone that I see stand out and make several big hits on special teams. Um, good coverage guy. I think that's a that's a part that's always underrated and unappreciated by fans. So it was definitely good to, um, you know, bring him back in the mix, you know. And uh, I got a question for you, Cam. What's up? JJ is still on the team, right? Yes, JJ Jansen is still on the team. Like they said, they want to create a competition. My point is this: 
and charge it to my ignorance because I never watched long snappers practice because I was always on offensive line or defense line doing my thing. Mm. Um, how do you tell who's a better long snapper? Because, I mean, to the ignorant eye, and I'm going to use myself, it looks the same to me. J.J. Jansen only had one bad snap since since he's been here, and that was 2010 at the Giants. Jesus. Uh, so, I mean, long he's not getting <laughs> a lot of wear and tear. If you if y'all don't remember, he the one I think won us the game at the Charters when he downed the ball at the one yard line. Y'all remember when he got it? He caught it and tiptoed and carried it like that, and we pinned him at the one to keep and the time ran out for mm-hmm. them on that last drive. You know, that's 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 what you get. You know, with a with a with a JJ Jensen. You know, y'all heard me mention him several times. I know it may seem like a joke, but um. I, I hope he wins it out. You know, uh, nothing against a kid we drafted out of Alabama, but uh, I'm a Jansen fan. I mean, he's not like he's that old either. I mean, yeah, we've had him here since 2009, but you know, why why go mess with consistency? That that's you know, why mess with something that ain't nothing wrong with it. Mm-hmm. The only thing I could probably say is they might be looking to add competition as far as how you cover punts. You know, they might want to have an athlete. Somebody a little That's bit more true. athletic at this point because he's getting a little bit longer than two. But to only miss one snap, I wouldn't – I don't – I work in aviation. Mm-hmm. I maintenance things. I check on things. But if it ain't broke, we're not, we're not messing mm-hmm. with it. Touch right? it. Yeah. <laughs> Leave it alone. Check it. Inspect it. Put it back if it's working just fine. So, uh, uh, here's my – and here's my thing. Alabama averaged, what, 45 points a game? How much damn punting are they doing in the first day of <laughs> And then the, the, look at the worst-case scenario. J.J. beat him out. Are you going to sit a six-round long snap on the practice squad? Or are you just going to cut bait? Either way, that's a – I don't know. Wow. I, just, I got a lot of questions about this front office. I'm a sorry, lot. A lot of questions. A lot. We're being optimistic, begging for nine and ten wins, but we got a lot of question marks. As far I'm as, the story not as, far as the roster, but decision-making, it don't make sense to me. It doesn't. I hope the names come out of who was pissed when we started all that day two trading back. In fact, that's why I want to know. Who were the people that yeah. was that was upset or bothered by Fitter? Because basically he keeps telling them, oh, trust the board, trust the board. And I, since Rue got the final say, I don't know with this first draft if he kind of wanted to see – give Federer the final say, see what he did, because with Matt Rue having the final say last year, he hit on about all his draft picks last year, if, mm-hmm. if, we, if we can say. You know what I'm saying? Um, even though it was all defense, so... Uh, he hit on a- all of them? Because if J.D. hear you say that, he's going to have some things to say about Kevin. Man, <laughs> I ain't stunting that Aggie right now, man. He just graduated. Let him go ahead and be great, man. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Props to JD, man. If you, if you folks didn't know, Jadarius uh, graduated uh, from you know A and T University. Congratulations, to graduated with honors. Let me with th- honors. throw that out there. He graduated with honors. Graduated our very honors. own Jadarius McCoy, 2021 class of uh, Ooh, yeah. um, North Carolina A and T Aggie Pride all day. Yeah. HBCU, yeah. you know, baby. HBCU, yeah. definitely. Yeah. That's just gonna Respect. be interesting, like. Long snapping competition? Okay. Seriously? That's that's what we need to worry about, really? Okay. All right. All right you want to bring in competition to a guy with only one bad snap in 10 years. In 10 years? But Maybe we don't had nine. Dis- we about to have our ninth different left tackle. Man, stop. Just 2013. It don't make, man. <laughs> it don't make no sense. Bruh. Go right, they go left. When they go low, we go high. You got to get better at left tackle. Nah, let's get an H back. The healthy left H-back. tackles that we have. Yeah. Okay. Come on. No problem. Yeah, boy. Stay tuned, why, Panther fans. This is why, Tim, this is, I, I don't want to hold us too long, but this is why yeah. it's hot seat time if you don't get me nine wins. Yeah, for real. All these questions we got right now, I'm, I'm, I'm throwing all the crow at rule because it's, I think what they did was kind of cocky, to be honest with you. Interesting. They're taking a very cocky approach. I can and see you that. Gotta, you ain't did nothing yet in this league. You, I got to see some some humility. I, can, like, I this, can see that. You being very cocky by saying that Sam, you're going to be able to coach Sam mm-hmm. Donald up to being 
above average enough to get us some wins. Look, it's a lot of cocky things that I've been doing. So I can see that. Go ahead, hey, that's why I, that's why my that's why my stick is a little bit shorter, pause, than it was with than it was with, with Ron Rivera. I'll right. only give Ron some time, three years, but this is a little bit different. They operate filthy right now. Word. Yeah, I just want to know where they buy their audacity from on this one, because, you know, did y'all get it from Wish? Did y'all get it from Great Value, from Aldi? Because that was some audacity they did this uh this offseason. But, uh, boy, you know, but when I think about it, this is the type of moves that, you know, f- for those who want to say how much influence Tepper got, you know, him being a hedge funder, it was high risk, high reward moves that made him the richest on now. I'm not saying that translate over to NFL success. Uh, I'm not giving that up, but just uh, the type of moves that we made are consistent with the type of moves he made to make the money that he got. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And, and and he hit with these high risk moves. So you, you paid the most ever for a franchise, bro. This is how you want to run your ship. We've never had consistent winning season, so who am I to say what you're doing is not going to work because it's something new and different? So I'm going to give you the flexibility to do whatever it is, regardless of how I feel. But uh, but like I say, year three for me has always been a target. You know what I'm saying? So even though there is some pressure to do better this year, but if year three, if we're not playing um, in mid to late January, we got problems. Hey, Kev, the richest owners in the league, Tepper, Jones, and all the richest ones, the ones that get to that bag, they get money. They ain't even winning Super Bowls like that, bro. True. I'm just saying. Yeah. I don't yeah. care what you're doing at office. This is football, bro. Right. <laughs> managing money is a lot easier than managing people. That's Bad. that's that's what that's what it takes to be an owner. You got to not only do you have to manage your front office, you got to manage your coaches, you even have to manage your players. It's, it's completely different, but you can make money and work for you. But yeah, human beings. We'll see, bro. It's a lot. I get a lot of questions. All right. mm, a lot of questions. We'll see, though. We'll see. I know we got some talent, boy. Oh, what's up? Oh, what's up, Mike? What's up, Sarge? Sarge up in the building. But uh, yeah, man, it's we got a lot of questions, and I can't wait till we get some damn football going, cause so we so we can get some answers. I won't say I'm down on the ball out. I do, I I, I do, but you know the offensive line, bro. It's <laughs> got the mighty. But uh, all right, so uh, Panther fans, again, thank you so much for coming out and hollering at us, man. Uh, we really, really, really enjoy you guys coming on here and conversating with us, man, cause you know we. You're you're in our heads about about things we we converse about, you know, asking questions that you know that that you know, we uh, we 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 love to talk about, man. Yeah. So hey, it's it's Panther football, folks, and it's another season is on the horizon. So um, stick with us. It's gonna it's gonna be a great ride. Uh, as Kevin mentioned before, um, we have put in the uh, the paperwork to get. Uh, press credentials so we can have some you know some some of our our own actual four-man rush material to put out there for you guys that's going to be exclusive only from us um because if you haven't noticed by now we do things different (laughs) that's why we have the number one podcast amongst panther Panther nation but you know that's neither here nor there so uh panther nation again thank you so much um be on the lookout on youtube Twitter, Facebook, um, all the podcast platforms, you, you know, and, you know, Kevin and Will, we, we'll be doing some live sessions here and there. And, you know, uh, Larry, Larry's on additional podcasts, and, and, you know, including this one, talking about Panther football and stuff. So, man, just just be on the lookout, folks. Be on the lookout. Uh, we, we, we keep it real, and I, and I think that's why you guys keep coming back, and we appreciate y'all. Um, so, go ahead, Larry. I was just saying, don't forget the manscape. Ladies appreciate it. Oh man, please get on that, one. man. <laughs> yeah, it's like that. It's like that, fellas. So, hey, you know Father's Day is coming up, so even if you don't get it for yourself, you know, you know, go be on the lookout for your pops and things of that nature. Uh, we'll, we'll have a special Father's Day promotion coming at you guys uh, next week. 
or yeah, yeah, next week, the week after next, before Father's Day. So, and, and again, you can take advantage of that twenty uh, percent off uh, and free shipping if you use the code uh, for Marscape two zero at Manscape and uh, enjoy that, man. <laughs> So, Sarge on some shit tonight. <laughs> oh man! Oh, Somebody shit, yeah. said he looked like Sean McDermott. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But hey, hey, Panther Nation, be on the lookout, man. Uh, we'll, we'll see you guys around on the uh, uh, social media and all that other good shit, man. Uh, we appreciate you guys, man. And as always. Keep pounding. All right. Y'all hold it down. Hold it down, Sarge. Crazy motherfucker. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, they got some shit. Take it down and really let it breathe. So, baby, just chill. She love it. We out in public and we can just chill with my partners. And we can go back to my crib and just chill out the covers. And do we call me and you love us? The Foreman Rush is brought to you by the love and respect of and for the Carolina Panthers and Carolina Panther fans everywhere. Keep pounding. The Foreman Rush is a non-affiliate of the Carolina Panther organization. All thoughts, assessments, and content of this podcast is directly related to the Foreman Rush exclusively. Thank you.